Mic check. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Persnickety. Hi, I'm Ashley Daigle, and this is Advice from the Cheer Brewerian. Never heard that word before? Well, that's because I smushed two words together. Because I felt like it. This week, we're going to do what we always do. Mix a dollop of advice to improve your life. Born from a few of my successes and a boatload of my mistakes. With the book recommendation of the week. Unearthed by my voracious love of reading. From self-help to historical fiction and everything in between. As always, follow wherever you pod. And join the Cheerbury on Instagram or Facebook by following me at the at handle. Anywho, away we go. In today's unsolicited advice, I'm going to be giving you my tips for wrestling with the winter blues. And this advice could not be more topical because I have been wrestling with it literally in the past few days. So I presently come at you from the Midwest in Chicagoland. And we have had an unseasonably warm winter overall, which has been nice but kind of weird. So much so that the past week has been blue skies and 60 degrees. And I thought about pulling the hammock out, which I realized was not was not the right call, so I didn't. But there has been hope in the air about the end of cold and warmth upon us. And then we got snow. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. It looked pretty, I'll be honest. But waking up to snow after literally the day before 60 degrees sitting on my porch to record an Itsy Bitsy book review was like, was a real kick in the pants, you know. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to do this episode on wrestling with the winter blues. This will be perfect. I'll do it this exact day. Y'all, that was a fool's errand because my energy was low. I will maybe post some clips. It was not cute. It was not cute. So I'm feeling better today. So I have literally just successfully wrestled with the winter blues. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. Now, I have not always lived where there is proper winter. I spent the first 20-ish years of my life in the deepity deep, deep south down in South Louisiana, where it is a bajillion degrees a lot of the time. And the first time I ever experienced winter was when I came up and went to uh, grad school in Michigan. And I was there for two years. And so everyone, you know, in Louisiana would say, ooh, what's it like? What's winter like? And I think I mostly just, like, grumbled. It was not great. Like, my my best friend and my mom were like, do we, do we need, like, an intervention? Like, is she going to be okay? Because I was not... I didn't spend time outside. It was just not a good time for me. It was gray. It was gross. And so in conclusion, I very famously said for years, what I thought about winter was that if anyone ever asked me to move where winter was, I would say, absolutely not. And I sit here before you, a liar who has now lived in winter for seven additional years. But listen, I'm not here just to bag on it. Okay. I actually like winter. I enjoy experiencing it some. I was very surprised to know this when I moved here. Um, I moved here in December. So going from Louisiana to Chicago, December, oof, don't recommend. Because in Louisiana, we took family photos and sweaters and we were like pretending like it was cold, but it was 75. And then in, you know, Chicago, it was like, you know, 20. Um, but I'd been here about a month and I was just it been gray and cold and I was over it. And so I told my husband like, hey, um, I just I just need to go for a walk. And he's like, put on some layers, go for a walk. And I was like, OK, all right, we'll try. It was like eight o'clock at night. OK, I put on layers. 
lots of layers. And I went outside and just started walking in the snow to see how I would feel about it. Fun fact, eight o'clock at night, snow on the ground. It's actually not dark because the snow reflects like all the ambient light. So you could almost sit outside and like read a book if you were into that sort of thing. So anyway, I walk around and then I come back inside like literally an hour later. And my husband's like, are you okay? Because I just had this like stunned look on my face. And I was like, I think I like walking in winter. And he was like, cool. So that is when I learned this is actually an environment that I can appreciate. So I will say this is not just a bagging on winter episode because it can be enjoyable under the appropriate circumstances. But if you've never really experienced like, what is it like? What is winter like? I will tell you. I've decided winter is like, it's like having this invisible weighted blanket that is on top of you and you don't know it's there, but it's like always pressing you down. Not the beginning of winter. The beginning of winter's cute. There's soup and it's nice and you get blankets, but come like February-ish, it's like you forget that there are other like heights to your personality and joy because the blanket of winter is just pushing you down. There are two options you have to wrestle with it. So option one, which is the option I chose two days ago, was stay under it. I woke up mad and I stayed mad. And that's really all there was going to be to it. I was not very pleasant that day. But I recognized what was going on and acknowledged it. And there is power in just naming how you're feeling and what is happening and kind of owning it. So I will say to you, with the power vested in me by literally nothing as the Gibrarian, I give you permission to be a certified grumpy gr- gu- bleh, 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 grumpy Gus, there it is, when the weather is on your last nerve. It is okay to just sit in it and be big mad. That is option one. But also, the option I chose yesterday, option two is that you can fight it. You can fight with the winter that is trying to keep you under. So step one of wrestling with the winter blues is to get good at layers. I did not understand that when I moved here. I had a coat, okay? It was from Old Navy. It was turquoise. And it came down to like kind of my belly, like right above the booty. And I was like, this is a coat. It's a pea coat. That is not a coat, okay? If you are going to be in a temperature that is, let's say, I don't know, 30 to 45 degrees, you need a coat that comes past the bootay, that has a hood that fits you well, that you can do some layers under. If you are going to be in a temperature that is, let's say, 25 degrees or less, you need what I refer to as the sleeping bag coat, which is that poofy son of a gun that comes past the knees, okay? You need warm socks, you need gloves, you need something for the noggin. And what layers you do as far as pants and shirts, just put on things you already own. The end. So step one, layer it up, people, if you're going to be outside for longer than like five minutes. Step two is you need to embrace seasonal activities and cuisine. So like I said earlier, I didn't even know that I liked walking in winter. That was the problem when I lived in Michigan. I never tried to go outside. I just sat inside going, boo, it's gray, boo. If I had tried, I might have actually enjoyed it. 
So whether it's walking outside or some sort of festival that you can be outside with lights and it's like cute, whether it is just getting heavy into your soup game, because guess what? I love gumbo. I'm from Louisiana. I've gotten to the point where I make one that I'm sort of satisfied with. I do not want gumbo when it is 90 degrees because that is too hot for gumbo. But when it is 30 degrees, ah, chef's kiss. Perfect. So embrace, try something new, and that might surprise you. And then the third thing you can do is my no-fail mood-boosting trifecta. So you do one or all three of these things and you will be in a better mood. So number one is you need to interact with a human being. This can be you text a friend. This can be you actually talk to a person when you're checking out at the grocery store. But you need to interact with the human being so that you remember you are not alone on the planet because that is important. Number two is music. Put on music that you love. For me, what will always get me very excited, this is a very authentic moment, jock jams. Okay, this was the music that was blaring in stadiums in the 90s and 2000s. You know, like the, what's the one from that movie? The, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. She likes to move it. That was a beautiful moment. I'm glad I recorded. Anyway, jock jams. It, it peps me up. So whatever is that version for you, put on music in your ears. Listen to it. And then the third prong of my no-fail mood-boosting trifecta is to move your body. So maybe just stretch, go for a walk, stand up, roll your neck, just change the physical situation your body is in. Don't just like hunch over like a banana. Do something else for your body. And so I will wrap up this segment by saying that if anyone tries to sell you on five tips to beat the winter blues, I'm here to tell you, that is not, that's not real. I don't think you can beat it. I think eventually it's over and then you get to enjoy other seasons, but don't worry yourself about feeling bummed out when the weather is a bummer because that's just how it's going to be. So decide if you're going to fight it or decide if you're going to stay under it and then go about the rest of your day. Now we are going to get into unrequired reading. Now you might be thinking, oh, we talked about winter. So Ashley's going to give me a book set in winter. Um, no, it's not always going to be as linear as that. So when the weather is terrible, when I am in a mood and in winter in particular, where I kind of feel put upon, I want to read books where awful things happen to fictional people because it helps me to remember that things could be worse. I need that sweet, sweet German schadenfreude, which is, you know, deriving pleasure at the pain of another to make me feel better. So like the book I'm about to recommend in this book, if you say you want to go outside from the silo that these people live in, they live in a silo, not great. If you even mention whisper, I want to go outside, you get to go outside and um, it seems to be poisonous, and then you die. So it's nice to remember, okay, winter's bad, but I can go outside, and I'm not going to be sentenced to death. So what is the book called? It is called Wool by Hugh Howey. And this is going to be a bold claim, because I know it's only February, but this book, and I recently read it, will be on my top 10 books of the year. Maybe my top three, maybe my number one. It is 
so good. So this book has three things that I absolutely love. Number one, dystopia. So yes, dire, terrible things. Number two, an awesome female character. There's actually a lot of good characters in this book, but one in particular, she's strong and just, oh, she's so great. And then there is a friggin' nesting doll of never-ending mysteries. So y'all, this is one of the most surprising books I've ever read. I cannot remember a time where it was so consistently and well surprised, right? So like sometimes books surprise you and you're like, oh, that is not a good surprise. But this was a thing where I could not predict where the action was going and it was twists and turns and turny twists and I was delighted by it. I, um, I borrowed this book from a friend actually who recommended it and bless her, she was the recipient of just a never-ending barrage of texts just like strings of exclamation points and like capital letters of things that were happening. And so for me, a novel that has that many plot twists can seem like unrealistic or it can end up being contrived. But how he managed to ground the story enough with his writing and the characters who are still believable, but surprising. I want to talk for a minute about the origin of this book because I think it's really interesting. So Howie wrote one standalone short story that is the first part of the book. Um, but then he had written a couple other short stories and they became so popular that it like came together in this book and then he wrote sequels. And so it was really built out of like fan encouragement. That is really interesting to me. And he likes to encourage his fans so much. He basically was like, hey, write your own stuff set in this world. And he has actually like publicized fan fiction that is part of this universe, which I think is super creative and super interesting for an author. And listen, I will be recommending books every week on this podcast. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. You don't have to ever read any of them. You just have to listen to my podcast every single week. That's just all. Um, but if you're like, man, the story does sound interesting, but I don't have time to read a book. Well, good news, boo-boo, because it is on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, there is one season done, 10 episodes, so short time commitment there. And I'm happy to report they're filming the second season. So that means you won't be stuck with any like terrible cliffhangers. Um, I have started watching it. I am really enjoying it. They have taken some liberties with some choices in the show. There are things that happen differently than the book that I don't love, but the casting is great and the world building, it looks like I the better than I could have imagined it. And so I'm not mad about it. So if you're interested in the story, you could check that out. So that's it. Today's episode coming to a close. I love a little recap because life is busy and I want you to have at least one little nugget of wisdom to take with you. So what did we do today? Well, the unsolicited advice of this episode was how to wrestle with the winter blues and you are perfectly allowed to be a certified grumpy Gus about it. In Unrequired Reading, I recommended the deliciously dire wool by Hugh Howie to remind you that things could be way, way worse than winter because you do not live in a silo presumably. And if you're wondering, gosh, I wish there was a convenient place to see a resource link, well, look no further than the show notes where you can find such things. Now go on, get out of here, pet a dog, drink some water. Okay, bye. If you liked what you heard, tell two other human beings you know about it. And please, pretty please, remember to follow Advice from the Cheerbrarian in all your favorite podcast places or visit our website at cheerbrarian.com.